Christmas is over and this holiday season is pretty much winding down. And uh, I want to preach you a message, a, uh, a heart to press on or a heart to press forward here this morning. I want to look in Hebrews chapter number 12. In verse number one, the Bible says this, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight uh, in, in the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race which is set before us. In verse number two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I tell you, verse number two ought to encourage every believer here today. Jesus willingly went to the cross. Do you see that in verse number two? Looking unto Jesus, he's the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus willingly went with joy. He went to the cross, even though he was going to endure what he had to endure, although he was going to take upon sin of every mankind, he still went there with joy knowing this because he and his payment upon the cross was going to redeem mankind back to God. If you're here today, You've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're saved. You're born again. Jesus Christ, with joy, went to the cross so that you could have the salvation that you enjoy here today. I want to encourage us today, as we begin this new year today, I want to encourage us to, to press on, press on, to continue to move forward. There may be some here today that 2016, you're glad that it's over. It was a very difficult year. Maybe there are some trials and some burdens, or maybe there are some things that you wanted to do and, and you weren't able to. Maybe there was some sin or some weight that, that uh, held you back in some areas. And today is a, a brand new day. It's a brand new year. I think it's a great day for us to decide we are going to press on, we are going to serve the Lord. You know, we could watch the news and, and see all the things that are happening around this world and, and get discouraged really, really quickly and very easily, or we can just keep our eyes and looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we can keep our eyes upon him and we can stay encouraged in this new year. Now, I want to encourage us to press on. I want to encourage us in 2017 to continue the fight that, that we have, to continue to, to move forward, keeping our focus and our eyes upon Jesus. In 2 Timothy 2, 3, the Bible says, Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians, the Christian life, it's a fight. A type of a boxing match or so, it seems like Paul is saying, he says this in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. Paul knew that the Christian life is a fight. It takes hard work. It isn't easy. If you watch one of those uh, 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 preachers on TV that tell you that if you're saved, every problem you have is going to go away. If you just send your money in, they'll send you a piece of their cloth and, 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 and all your prayers will be answered. And, and if you just, just trust Christ, you'll have no problems in life. I want to let you know today they're lying to you. They're lying. The Christian life is a warfare. It's a fight. 
It's not always easy. Bad things do happen to Christians. You do go through struggles. You do go through difficulties. But as we're going through those things, we can endure. We can keep fighting because we are to keep our focus and our eyes and our mind and our hearts centered upon Jesus Christ, the author, the finisher of our faith. In Hebrews 12, this picture we see uh, is of an arena, perhaps a, a track and field arena. My son just began to run track last year, and, and I like to go and watch him run. I won't forget the one time we were watching him run. They were playing the Toledo uh, Public School uh, or running against the Toledo Public School team, and, and there was this girl that was just keeping up with him. And I'm yelling, tripper, you know, and just, just <laughs> I just couldn't imagine my son getting beat by her. This track is running around this track, this arena. And as the participants are running around this track, you know, there's people that were watching. Hebrews chapter number 12 tells us there's this great cloud of witnesses that are watching. And we as Christians, we're running this race. We're in this arena. We're in this track and field. And we're, 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 we're running and we're seeing uh, this race happen before us. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, the Bible says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. He said, I have finished my course. I've run this race. The race that was set before me, I have run this thing. I am running the race that's before me, and I'm running it to win. I think every Christian ought to run the race you're in and run it to win. The reason why is we have someone worth running for, Jesus Christ. He came to this world. He shed his blood. He went to the cross. He endured all of that so that you and I can have this race and run this race, and we can have the power we need from him and the strength we need from him to do this race. Paul, at the end of his life, he said this, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I want to encourage each and every one of you this year to keep the faith. Satan is going to do everything he can to get you to give up and to quit. He's going to throw everything at you this year. As determined as you are today that you are going to run your race, that you are going to stay the course, Satan is equally determined, maybe even more so, to do everything he can to get you uh, slipped up, to get you to quit, to get you to, to lose this race that you're having. This morning, I want to remind you as we are gloriously and, 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 and excited about this upcoming year, I want to remind you that you still have an enemy that wants you to be defeated. Don't forget that, church. You still have an enemy that wants to do everything he can to get your marriage to be destroyed, to do everything he can to get your family unit to be destroyed, to do everything he can to destroy this church. There is an enemy that is going to try to attack us even greater, I believe, now than ever before. We need to be determined. We need to have a heart to press on. I want to give you, number one this morning, the preparation for the race. Each and every one of us today, we need to be prepared for this race. Have you ever tried to just go out and just run? And you get like three houses down and you got a Charlie horse and you're laying on their yard, they're calling the paramedics. Not that that's ever happened to me. 
And then you see these guys, they go out to run and they're stretching. I mean, they spend like 45 minutes stretching before they run. They prepare for this race. They don't just go out there and just take off as fast as they can. There's a preparation for this race. As I said, my son started running last year in school. When he got here, he enjoys running. And, and uh, then he talked to one of our church members here that has run a lot of marathons and, and uh, 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 went and talked to him about just different stretches and you know, how, to, how, to, how to get prepared before you go out there and, and hurt yourself. There is a preparation for the race. You know, God wants each of us to be prepared for this race that he's called us to run. Now get that. He desires for us to be prepared for the race that he has called us to run. This race that we're running in the Christian life, this isn't something that we just have decided to do. This is something God has decided for us to do. There's a race that he desires for you to run. Your life is important to God. It's not for you to decide what you want to do with your life once you're saved. Remember that you were bought with a price. Your life now belongs to God, and God has a plan for your life, and God has a race he wants you to run. There is something specific he desires for you to do, and there's a preparation that must take place. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, the Bible says and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. As we prepare for this Christian life, this race in this new year, I see in this first verse there's something that we're commanded to do or required to do in preparation. That's this. We need to remove any hindrances in our life. Remove any hindrances. The first century Olympians, the early runners of the Greek games, they typically wore robes around throughout the day. And before they would race, they would take these robes that they would wear throughout the day, and they'd take these robes and they'd lay them aside so that they could run this race. These robes were, 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 were worn throughout the day, but they would weigh them down if they tried to wear these robes as they were racing. And so what they would do when they would get to that starting line, they'd take those robes off, they'd set them aside so that there was nothing hindering them from running this race and in winning this race. Each and every one of us, we need to remove hindrances in our life. Maybe there's some things in your life this year. Now, we're not got to the place of, of sin. These are, these are hindrances. These are just things that, that we need to, to put aside or, or set aside so that we can run this race. Maybe there's some things in your life that are hindering you from doing what God's called you to do. Maybe there's some things that you anticipate this upcoming year, some things that you need to evaluate, that you need to say, there are some things in my life that I need to put aside. I need to put aside hobbies or, or some habits or some things that, that they're not necessarily sin, but they're things that are keeping me from running the race that God desires for me to run. Maybe as we look at this new year, there's some things in your life that you need to evaluate and say, these are hindrances. You know, there's many things in our lives that must also be set aside if we want to run this race effectively. Ephesians 4, verse number 22 says this, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. As the army of Alexander the Great was advancing on Persia, 
It seemed at one critical point that the troops were about ready to be defeated. These troops were running through and in, in warring, and as they were going to war, they would get all of the, all of the, the uh, spoils of the war. And, and as they started this, they didn't start with these spoils, but as they got into these wars, they began to carry more and more with them to the next battle. It's said of Alexander the Great's army that he got to the place where they were almost going to be defeated because they were weighed down so much with the spoils of war. Alexander commanded that all the spoils from the previous battles be thrown into a heap and, and to be burned. You can imagine these soldiers, what they thought. All the spoils they had collected, all the valuable things that they had obtained through war, you want us to take these things and throw them in a pile and burn these things. These are valuable. And they thought in their, to themselves, there's no way we can live without these spoils now. We deserve these spoils. They're ours from the battles. But what Alexander, the great leader, he understood this. If you continue to bring those spoils with you, it will cause you a defeat in the next war. So although his, although his army opposed this, they suddenly saw his wisdom. They began to ride on to the next battle. They realized this, that they didn't have weight of the plunder that was holding them back. And someone later wrote this. It was as if wings had been given to them. They walked lightly again. You see, what they had to do is they had to put aside some hindrances so they could continue to win future battles. Maybe there's some things in your life. Again, we're not talking about sinful things. We're just talking about some things that are holding you back, things that are, that are holding you from, from serving the Lord. Maybe there's some things that you've accumulated in your life that are keeping you from serving the Lord. There's some things that you love. There's some things that you've acquired, and they're not pressing you toward the race. They're not helping you run that race. They're not helping you in that battle. They're weighing you down. This year, maybe it's time for you to take an inventory of your life if there's any hindrances in your life, something keeping you from, from reading your Bible, something keeping you from, from praying, something keeping you be, from being faithful to church, something keeping you from being faithful to the house of God, something keeping you from giving to the house of God, giving to the Lord, something keeping you from being the Christian that God desires you to be, then I would suggest you do this. Take inventory of your life today and say, God, help me set aside anything that's going to keep me from winning future battles for you you see hebrews tells us this the preparation for this race is to remove hindrances we find as well we need to repent of sin look with me again the bible says let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us you know, that word repent means this to change your mind turn away from something if we're to run a, a good race Christian we must not only remove hindrances but we also must turn from our sin I'd love to think that in this room this morning every single person lived a perfect Christian life I'd love to think that in this room this morning every single husband was faithful to his wife I'd love to think that in this room this morning, every wife was faithful to her husband. 
I'd love to think in this room this morning that pornography was not an addiction that anyone in this room battles. I'd love to think in this room this morning that each person in this room has, has, has gotten victory over cheating or over lying. lying. But the reality is this, and you know your heart, there's some here in this room that you're still battling with sin. And that sin has caused you guilt, that sin has caused you shame, that sin has caused you not to be able to serve God this past year like you knew you should serve. Every time you stepped up and said, hey, I want to I do something for the Lord, the Satan would whisper in your ear, don't you forget about that sin that you're holding on to. Maybe there's some in this room that you're enjoying your sin and you're saying this, if I have to serve the Lord or give up my sin, then I guess I just won't serve the Lord. Maybe it's time for you to come to the place where you realize this, you've got sin in your life and that's a hindrance and that's sin. It's not allowing you to run that race that God desires for you to run. Maybe this year, this day, this moment, it's time for you to confess that sin and say, God, forgive me so I can move on for your glory and your honor. You know, there's nothing necessarily special about this day. But you know, it is a great time for us to start a brand new year and say, you know, I'm going to put aside, put behind me the sin that, that consumed me this past year. Maybe it's time some of you take inventory and say, Lord, I, I want to repent of my sin. I want to lay aside every weight in sin that thus so easily beset me. I want to run that race that you have set before me. I want to run that race and accomplish what you want me to accomplish in life. Listen to me, Christian, I will assure you this. The sin that you're enjoying today will not compare, will not compare to the love and the grace and the, and the, and the blessings that God has for you. You ought to experience the blessings of God, not the consequences of sin in your life. Listen to me, you will stand before God one day. God does have a plan for your life. God does have a race for your life and what he has for you is better than what you can ever imagine for yourself. And I will assure you this, that if you live your life of sin, you will not, you will not be pleased when you stand before the Lord and give an account of your life. But oh my friend, if you'd be willing to say, I repent of my sin, I put that behind me, I confess it, I turn from it, and I want to live the life that God desires for me to live, you'll never, you'll never be unhappy when you choose to worship and serve God. You know, sin always has its consequences. That one that thinks that they can hide their sin, when it finally is exposed, they say to themselves, I never thought I'd get caught. Listen to me, sin isn't worth it. There's a cost, there's a price. You say to yourself this morning, it's my choice and, and I'm only hurting myself. I want to say to you this morning, you're fooling yourself. Your sin doesn't just hurt you. Your sin hurts somebody else. But even more important than that somebody else, that sin hurts Jesus Christ. He came. As verse number two, or verse number one says, he came with joy, he went to the cross, he endured that shame, but he still went there because he loves you, he still went there because he wants to save you, he still went there to pay your sin debt, then why, Christians, would we remain in sin? 
Oh, this year might be the year that you say, you know, I have been battling this sin. No one knows about it. I've kept it secret. I've kept it from being exposed. It's just my secret. I want to submit to you today, even though no one knows about it, even though it's a secret, even though you think that no one knows, it's still hurting you. It's still causing you not to run the race that God desires for you to run. We must repent of our sin. The sin that so easily besets us. The sin that constantly discourages us. The sin that brings us shame. The one that's going to eventually come back and cause great shame in our family. I would encourage you this morning. Remove hindrances. Repent from sin. In Psalm 18, verse number 23, the Bible says, I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. That ought to be our prayer. That ought to be our testimony here in 2017. You say, you know what? I've been involved in this sin for a long time. I don't know. I don't know if I could, if I could turn from it. I want to submit to you this morning that the strength that God can give you, the strength through Jesus Christ, you can, you can conquer anything in your life that's sinful if you use the power of God. Secondly, I want you to see this morning the pace of the race. There's a preparation for this race, and that's removing hindrances and in repenting of sin. And then there's this, the pace of the race. See, you can't just get out and start running as fast as you can. There's a pace. You know, for many people, running, it's an intimidating sport. It's not the idea of running that's frightening. It's the idea of, am I going to be able to finish? My uh, son will take off running. Come back and tell me how far he ran. He gets excited if he runs faster than he did previously. I don't understand it. I watch and people just run. You just go out and run. Just run. Can't really do anything else but run. They love it. Get new shoes and new devices that tell you how long you've run and how many calories you burned. You know, there's this pace. The pace for the race. It's a set pace. In Hebrews 12.1, the Bible says, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, notice we're, we're to run the race. It's not, want, not the race, whatever you want to run, but the race that is set before you. God has a, has a set pace. He has a set race that he desires for you to run. You know, our course is set. Have you ever noticed in the design of a racetrack, there's, there's these lanes, I guess they call them. You ever notice that? And you know you're supposed to stay in your lane. I've never understood that either. Because it seems like the guy in the closest has got the shorter lane. The guy farther out is, I'd do whatever I could to get down into that lower lane. I guess I'd be cheating, and then I'd disqualify myself, and then I'd have to repent of my sin and set aside hindrances. Boy, it's start the message over again. But there's a pace. There's a pace. And it's set for us. You know, 
2 Corinthians 10.12 says this, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measure themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Listen to me this morning. Every single person in this room, you have something different God desires for you to do. You know what the greatest thing about this race? You don't have to run at somebody else's pace. I never have to run Ken McKenzie's race. I have to run my race. You know, Christian, don't get your eyes on what somebody else is doing. Don't get your eyes on what somebody else's race is. Don't get your eyes on how fast somebody else is running. Run the race that God desires for you to run. God has a set plan for your life. He has a set pace. He has a set course. And our desire ought to be to run that race that God has for me. And if I'm looking at what others are doing and I'm comparing myself, maybe you get discouraged and you say, I wish I could do what these other Christians do, but I I just don't have those gifts and I don't have those talents. Listen, don't get discouraged when you compare yourselves to someone else. God knows who you are. God loves you. God has a set plan for your life. He has a race for your life. Run the race he has and be content running that race. Don't want what somebody else has. 1 Corinthians 9, verse number 27, the Bible says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that they may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible, uh, corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keepeth under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. You know, some Christians love to tell others how they should run their course. But as we run, we should keep in mind that God has a course for you. We ought to, in this upcoming year, just be satisfied running the pace he has for us. That's not always easy. We see what somebody else is doing, and we want to be like them. Listen, I want to encourage you in 2017, be content, run that course, run that pace, set that, 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 that path that God has for you and run it and run that path and not be concerned with what someone else is doing. You know what I also find is our completion is set. Not only is our course set, but our completion is also set as well. You know, no one runs forever. Even the great runners eventually have to stop. Every day that you have, it's a gift from God. Every day, every life here in this room, it's a gift from God. In James 4, 14, the Bible says this, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Listen, we only have one life, and it's not going to last long. We ought to be concerned with the life that we have, with the time that we have, with the day that we have, with the moment that we have. Each of us ought to be concerned right now with the moment that you have today to serve the Lord. You don't know if you have tomorrow. Brother Mike Tony texted me a message. He said, I was witnessing to a man 
I gave him a track and we didn't have time. My job and his job caused us to, to just briefly talk for a moment and, and then we had to go our separate ways. He said, then I found out just a few weeks later that that man that I gave a track to, and he said, I, I, don't, I didn't get a chance to witness to him. I didn't get a chance to, to speak to him. I just really had a quick chance to give him a track. He said, I found out he died. He says, I don't know where he's spending eternity. Reality is this, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Christian, don't say that tomorrow is when I'm going to start my race. The day to start that race, the day to serve the Lord, it's today. Don't let hindrances, don't let sin, don't let watching somebody else, don't let worries of this world, don't let sickness, don't let pain, don't let hurt, don't let trials keep you from doing the race that God desires for you to run. Don't wait. Because we're not guaranteed it tomorrow. There's a completion to this race. In 2 Timothy 4, 6 and 8, the Bible says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. In verse number 8, he says this, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not only to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. You know what encourages me about this race? Everyone can win. Now, I'm not one for, you know, a completion trophy. I think that's hurt our society. Guess what? In every sport, there's a winner and there's a loser. I won't say anything about Ohio State last night, but there is a winner and a loser in every sport. But in the Christian life, everyone can win. You say, I'm not gifted like this person. You can still win. I'm not as, as talented as this person. Boy, could you imagine coming over and playing that big old guitar that you got to put up like this? Huh? Isn't that what that was? No? Okay. I mean, Jim, he only can play a little one. He holds like this. And these ladies have these real big ones. What kind of reward is he going to get? Everyone can win. Because what God's race is, it's individual, and everyone runs this race. Do you realize this? You're not competing against another Christian. You're running with them. We're not fighting each other. We're all running the race that God set out before us so that we can stand before the Lord and receive a crown that doesn't ever fade away. And you know what that, the, the benefit of that crown is? It's not so that we can put it on our mantle and say, look what we've done. It's so that I can lay at the feet of Jesus and put something back at his feet and say, thank you for what you have done. Listen, the value of running that race is so that you can get crowns, so that you can get rewards, not so we can say, look how good you've done, not so that when we get to eternity, we say, look at all these good Christians and look what they've done. No, it's so that when we get to eternity and we see Jesus, I have something to give to him, something to say thank you, something where I can lay at his feet and say thank you for going to the cross, thank you for taking my sin, thank you for giving me life, thank you for giving me everlasting life, thank Thank you for giving me redemption, reconciliation back to God. And this is my gift to you. 
Listen, those mansions that he goes prepared, there's no trophies on those mansions. There's no trophies on those mantles. When we walk into a mansion, it's not going to say, oh, look at that Christian, look what they've done. All the rewards, all the crowns, they're going to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. And we're going to say thank you for what you've done. You see, Christian, if you understand and would get this in your life, that we don't live our life for ourselves. We run this race so that we have something to give back to our Savior when we see him face to face. It changed your life. That sin that, that, that so easily besets you, those hindrances that you just can't seem to let down, what you'd realize is this, those things are keeping you from giving back something to Jesus. Listen to me this morning. My time's through. Life is short. Live it to the fullest for Jesus Christ. If I could challenge you with anything this year, I challenge you to run the race that God has set before you. Your race. Run it with patience. Run it without hindrances and without sin. I look around and I'll tell you, when I see what's happening around this world, I see Jesus coming back. We'll be driving in the car and I'll be listening to the radio and I'll say to my wife, did you hear that? And she'll roll her eyes and say, hear what? I'll say, did you just hear the entire world just condemned Israel? And she says, why is that a good thing? I said, because it's all setting it up for the Antichrist to come because Jesus is going to come. We're going to be raptured out of here. She says, yippee, and goes back to looking at pictures of her puppy, and I say, this is going to be great. <laughs> Man, you're listening to the things of the news and reading the the. I was going to say reading the newspaper, but who does that anymore? <laughs> reading your iPod and iPad and, man, listening to the news and listening to the radio and hearing what's happening around this world, and it's like reading the Bible, it's, and you say, it's coming true. 2017, Keith, the Lord can come back. I mean, he can come back. It's all said. It's all ready. There's nothing else that needs to be done except that trump to sound and us to start leaping. This year could be the year, church. Be found faithful. Strengthen your marriages. Strengthen your homes. Don't hold on to sin. Don't hold on to bitterness. Don't hold on to jealousy. Don't hold on to, to anger. Don't get rid of that stuff. Let it go and serve God this year. Be, be sure that 2017 is the best year of your Christian life. Today, start reading your Bible. Say, I'm going I'm to read it every day. I didn't do it last year. Guess what? Last year's behind us. This year, this year, decide I'm going to do that. Pray each day. Have a relationship with the Lord. Get rid of those hindrances. Get rid of those sin and commit today and I'm going to run my race that God has set for me. I want to be found faithful so that when that trumpet sounds there's a reward and a prize 
that you get to lay back at the feet of Jesus.